this is the Fearless Fathers Podcast, a podcast for you, the fathers who suffer in silence every single day. Come with us as we hit those main topics that are just burning through your soul. It's going to get uncomfortable, it's going to be fun, and together we will become fearless. What's going on, my fearless family? It's Davo here again. Thank you for tuning in to a Thursday episode here of the Fearless Fathers Podcast. Like we talked about on Monday's episode, we're getting back into the into the swing of things here. I'm back for my two weeks away from the microphone. So as we're trying to catch up and do a couple things, uh, we're going to do something here like we did back when we first started the podcast. Uh, a while back ago, if you guys remember, I did a interview with another podcaster, another dad podcaster, Arnulfo Perez of Being a Present Father and Grandfather. Uh, awesome podcast. We had a great, great conversation for that. So as we're getting back into the swing of things here, we figured we would play that podcast for you guys today, support another dad podcast out there, just crushing it, doing their thing. And that's about it. So I'll catch you guys at the back end of this and enjoy the episode. Welcome to another episode of being a present father and grandfather. I'm your host, Nufo Perez. Hey, we are excited today. We're excited today because we have a special guest here from Scranton, Pennsylvania, which is the land of the office. He's a fellow veteran and a co-host of a Fearless Father podcast. He's going to share with us some of his experiences as a father and why he started the Fearless Father show. He shares some great advice for new fathers and advice that he has for his son. He'll also share that one in 16 effect. So without further ado, let's get started. So, hey, I've got a great guest here with me today, right? His name's David Olander, but you know what? We all call him Dave O. (laughs) You yeah. had to throw that David in there, David. Oh, I did say David, didn't I? No, no, I must have said Dave, o, Dave Olander. You know, oh, I, I love it. I, I didn't do that on purpose. I really did. <laughs> but anyway, hey, his podcast is named Fearless Fathers. And, you know, Dave, you want, do you want to just uh, introduce yourself and talk to us about your podcast, man? Sure, absolutely. First and foremost, man, thank you again for having me on this show. I'm actually super stoked about this. I've been talking to my wife about this and just ready to rock and roll. I love talking to that stuff. Um, like you said, my name is Dave Olander, Dave O, Dave, just not David. <laughs> uh, that slipped right there. Yeah. <laughs> 30 years old. I'm uh, I live in Northeast Pennsylvania near, I like to say I'm from the land of the office. So I live about 10 minutes outside of Scranton, Pennsylvania. Um, married to my wife now for, oh God, six years. Yeah, we'll go six years together, almost eleven years. And I have she's not listening to this. Thing. No, God, no, no. She's probably upstairs <laughs> like that. that oh. I'm not great with dates. <laughs> and I have uh, my soon-to-be two-year-old son who will turn two in September. Um, and currently hosting the Fearless Fathers podcast with a great buddy of mine, Ryan, who I met in my time in the military. Um, and we just kind of, you know, this, this kind of came up and I know we're going to talk a little bit more about it, but really the gist of it is a podcast to break the stigmas of fatherhood, especially for the new and expectant fathers out there. And when I say new fathers, I don't mean that zero to 12 month. I mean that zero to four, the first four years of that child's life. When you're a new father, that to me is what being a new father is about. Yeah, you know, it's interesting you say that I, I had my son, my my younger son, well, both my sons on a previous episode. And, you know, mm-hmm. one of the things that one of my sons mentioned about how at that age, that young age, there is the most formative years of a child's life, you know, and so oh. it's, it's real, real important. hundred percent of the way. I mean, you know, everybody says, oh, a new father, oh, the first 12, the first 12 months are the easiest <laughs> months, man. <laughs> It's when you're getting into those walking years, man. They're teaching you just as much as you're teaching them. And that, yeah. that's really where the learning begins. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, so you, you said you're in the military, man. What branch? Uh, Army National Guard. Ryan, oh. Ryan and I met in the Army National Guard. Um, 13 years serving. He was about uh, 10 years 
uh, both field artillerymen. So we we suck at hearing, which is great being <laughs> podcasters. Yeah, well, it's, yeah, that that works. You know, you can kind of wash out that background noise. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. You, you never find the noise reduction, so you're fine. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Hey, well, I was I was, uh, I was uh, Army Reserve. Uh, All right. And then, yeah, and then after Army Reserve, uh, you know, I. Probably well when the Iraq War broke out, or right before the Iraq. This was Kuwait or Iraq. I don't remember which one it was, but you know, I started thinking I should do something. I need to do something, and so I went and talked to a national uh, national guard, Army National Guard recruiter, and uh, you know, I thought, man, I'm too old. This has been a long time since I've been in there. He says, no problem, man. You got prior service. We'll take we'll take your age minus your prior service, and you and you 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 fall right into it. So I got back yeah. into the the National Guard, you know. Uh, did Very that for nice. little, yeah. So, hey, man, thank you for your service. Definitely, you as well, brother. Right there, right back at you, man. Right back at you. So, hey, you know, like, so your son is like two years old, or going to be two years old in September. Yep. You know? Yeah, man, it's it's awesome. Fatherhood is just awesome. How how did you feel when you first found out you were going to be a father? That was honestly one of the best and scariest moments of my life. Yeah. Um, I mean, honestly. Like growing up, I always wanted to just be a dad and people told me growing up, like, you're going to make an amazing father. I'm very outgoing, very spoken. I, I have a very sarcastic and, you know, kind of humorous sense of humor out there. Um, and I just love being a kid. You know, I, I, you know, I'm 30 years old, but I never forget where I came from and just having that loving, joyful experience. So when we found out that we were going to have our son Colton, it was eye opening. It was exciting. But it was also nervous beyond all recognition. I mean, going through a lot in my life right when he was born, there was there was so much going on that those added stressors were on there, which tried to overshadow the excitement that I was having. So it, it was the best of both worlds. But, you know, it, it really was probably one of the happiest times next to my son actually being born. Yeah, yeah. You know, it, it's a, it is a life changer. You know, um, oh, I, know I know. Yeah. I first found it's been several years. My 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 oldest son's uh, almost 30, about your age, almost yeah. thirty. Okay. And uh, but I still remember the you know I knew that I knew my wife was pregnant before she knew it. You know, oh, so, wow. but but you know it was like one of those things where happy as heck mm-hmm. and scared and scared as heck. You know. Yep. Uh, yeah. But you know, um, being being a father. You know, when my when my son started was was going to have a, uh, his son or his wife's going to have a son, he was scared to death. He wasn't sure if he was ready for it, right? And you know, he was really having you know really some serious thoughts and wondering, you know, he's this is just too much. And and I said, man, when that when that baby's born, as soon as that baby's born, it's going to be a life changer. Your whole attitude to this is going to change. And sure enough, man, he is like. 110 percent for his son oh you know a, a thousand percent of the, i i just remember like my wife had an emergency c-section and i just remember the doctors as soon as i heard that cry and i saw that boy over the like just over the barrier i i i bawled i absolutely bawled and i said all right and they put they, they put me i held him for the first time and i was always petrified of holding newborn babies and it, it you're you're absolutely right instinct took over and everything just melted away right at yeah. the sense you know it, it was night and day yeah yeah it's amazing how it's amazing that the, the transformation so quick like that yeah know? it really 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 is so so is that so let me let's talk about you, you became a father you're you, you've got a father of a two-year-old you know like like you mentioned and um and you've got a podcast for fathers so mm-hmm. you know tell us tell us a little bit more why did you decide to do a podcast for fathers this and, and why did you make fearless fathers yeah, so this one is th- this was actually one of my favorite questions, you know, prior to this recording to get kind of an idea what what's to expect. But really the whole podcast for me and Fearless Fathers behind it twofold twofold for me. One, I always wanted to be an entrepreneur when I was growing up. I mean, I remember at 5 years old saying, "I want to own my own video game business headquartered right in my hometown and I'm going to own my own business and I'm going to be successful." And so I always had that entrepreneurial dream growing up. And two, I just have an undying love of helping people, you know, just going through their experiences and being able to say, Hey, we can do this one way or another. 
I wasn't the best at that growing up, but I got better as the years went on and always kind of that person to lean a shoulder on. So I talk about this quite a bit in my podcast, Fearless Fathers, in the first couple episodes when we started this. When Fearless Fathers was starting, I'm going to backtrack a little bit here. So my son was born in 2018, September of 2018. I was going through a lot of medical issues. I was going through a lot of self-doubt, a lot of just so much going on at one time that I felt stuck. I fell into the stigmas of new fatherhood, the I'm a failure, the I can't provide financially for my son. I'm losing all grip with reality. Everything was just building and building and building. And I just remember one day the light the light turned on for me and everything flipped 180 and I knew that I was meant more for my life than what I was telling myself. I knew at that point I could start controlling the things that I could control. So I really took going into 2019. I really took that year as a complete rebuilding year. I stripped everything down of who I was as a person prior to everything that happened leading to my son being born. I took all of that. And I used it as positive building blocks to get out of a negative mindset, to get out of a negative lifestyle and to say, the universe is working for me. I always said, you know, everything happens for a reason. I lived it. I breathed it. I was all about it. But I let everything kind of just go and just say, oh, there's a sign out there. Or when I see a sign, it's going to come. And I started attacking it more and more and more. And leading towards the middle to end of 2019, I told my wife, I'm going to start a business. I had a business idea that was separate from the podcast. And by next year, I'm going to launch this business and I'm going to grow. So I start digging into that towards the end of 2019. 2020 comes around. I'm working hard on this business. I'm building a plan. I'm doing all this work. I'm, I'm just building myself, building myself, building myself. I started listening to podcasts near the end of 2019. One of my favorite podcast hosts, he was hosting a five-day challenge on Facebook uh, that he, with another podcaster for a course that was going to come out that uh, Tony Robbins and all that, you know, they were launching. So it was 37 bucks. I said, you know what? I'm going to do this. I'm starting a business. It was called Think Like an Expert Challenge. And really, it was designed towards the knowledge business like coaches and things like that. So it wasn't really fitting my style of who I was and what my business was. But I said, you know what? It's going to help me think like an expert. It's going to help me get stronger. And I could take pieces out of what they're going to teach. And I could become, and I could apply that to what I'm going to do. So I say all that, but I'm, get, I'm getting to the point behind all this is in the middle of that challenge, a light switch went off. I was about three days in. I'm doing all the challenges. I'm interacting in the group. I'm, you know, I'm all in. I'm going all in on this. And one night I'm laying in bed. And I'm having a hard time sleeping like I always do. And a light switch went off. And it just said, I need to start a podcast. I'm really good at talking. I'm really good at helping people. And I always wanted to own my own business. Like this is the trifecta of what I need. So I went back. I went back and I restarted all the challenges from like the third day in. And I'm going through everything. And I'm, I'm refocusing everything on this podcast idea. And it really hit me when I came up with the idea. I was having a hard time with the name, but I knew what I wanted to do. I knew I had it niched down so much that it was going to be a podcast for new fathers who feel the stigmas of fatherhood and want to break that. So when I looked back and I started resonating with myself, I was like, you know, I, I felt all the fear and I felt all the anxiety of what it means to be a father when you first start. I took that negative and I said, I spent 2019, I became fearless. I became better. I became stronger. And that's where, you know, the name fearless fathers kind of stems from is what I went through in those first three, four months of my child being born to now saying I'm embracing who I was, not letting who I was in the past dictate who I'm going to be, but grow me and become stronger and better because of it. But yeah, it was, it's, it's one of those things like, like I said, I always feel the universe guides us to where we need to be. I, I preach this all the time. And I talked about that new business as when I did that challenge, that was the universe telling me, hey, 
this is something that you're going to do in the future, but why you entered this challenge and why you spent that money when you were afraid to spend money and you were afraid to go all in on something, this is going to lead you to something that you know is going to be better in the long run for more people that are going to help more people now than what you could do because you're already an expert in something that you know and you love dearly. And this is going to help so much more. And you could go back to this later on when you have the more confidence and you have more ability in yourself. Hey, folks, I just wanted to take a quick pause to let you know that I created this podcast on an app called Anchor. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. First, it's free. And who doesn't like free? Second, There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or your computer. How easy can that be? You don't have to buy all this expensive recording equipment and go to a studio, etc. You can do it right off of your phone or computer. Third is Anchor will distribute your podcast for you. So it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. Also... You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. How great is that? It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. So download the free app and go to or go to anchor.fm to get started. Yeah, man, I agree wholeheartedly on that. And and like you mentioned about the the universe lining up things for you, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, no, I, I I totally agree. We we come across things in our life for a reason, you know, we do. Uh, Yeah. And it, yeah. And now everything we go through, it prepares us for the next, next event. It it does. And it's one of those things. It's really a mindset thing though, for a lot of people, because like I said, you know, I was all about the universe, you know, the universe, everything happens for a reason, but I was never present in the universe. I just kind of floated on by and said, Oh, this is what was meant to happen. And I'm just kind of going to roll with the punches. But, you know, Tony Robbins, and I use this quote constantly now because I I live and breathe it, but just saying the universe works to us, not for us. Excuse me, reverse reverse that. The universe works for us, not to us. I'm having one of those days, but, (laughs) you know, that's such a powerful quote that your mindset handles everything. It it sets the course for everything. And it sets a course for you to become fearless. Yeah. Yeah, man, that's great. That's great. You know, uh, and, and I, I like the part where you talked about where you, that light switched on and, you know, mm-hmm. it just came and how these things come to us as we and that's part of that's part of, of getting in touch with the universe. Right. We're sending out those those vibrations. Right. And oh, the universe yeah. Is giving us these these uh, these ideas and, and, you know, presenting this stuff, which which your light switch came on. That's when it opened up to you. You know, that's exactly. Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, so, you know, talking about your podcast at the beginning of your podcast, I know you mentioned, you mentioned about fathers who suffer in silence, you know, and I know you're talking yeah. about stigma and stuff. T- tell us a little bit more about that. What? Yeah. So I actually had to go back and listen to my intro because it's been so long <laughs> that I listened to it, <laughs> but I always use, I, I like the words suffer in silence because that's what. To me, that's what fatherhood stigma is. You know, we hear it all the time. We, everybody tells us, oh, you're a man, you're a father, suck it up, drive on. You're bigger than this. You're better than this. Nobody, nobody wants to hear you're complaining. Just, you know, man up and just go on with it. And what does that do at the end of the day? All it does is you just feel really crappy about yourself. You dig down deep and you just kind of hold your emotions in. And what does that do is you pent up anger, you pent up rage, and you start lashing out for all the wrong reasons. So we always feel dads themselves, especially the new fathers, because that's what we're niched towards. We feel so alone with the feelings of fatherhood, the financial burdens we put on ourselves, the fatherly burdens, the manly burden, all this stuff. We put it on ourselves because we feel like nobody will listen to us and that we just kind of have to figure it out and stumble through life. So what we really do is we're telling you, you don't have to suffer in silence. You could be man enough to stand up and say, I got this. I could be a man at the end of the day. 
but I could talk about what it is I'm feeling and not feel less of a man because of it. So we're really telling you to voice, you know, you have a voice, you're loud enough, people will listen to you. I always like to say, I, I started saying this, and this is something that I remember years ago, I don't remember where it came from, but I call it the one in 16 effect. You know, for every one person who maybe likes a restaurant or something like that, they'll tell on average 16 people. So I use that as a mental aspect of if you have something wrong with you or if you feel there's something off with you, chances are there's an average of 16 other people out there, 16 other dads that feel the same way you do. We just don't talk about these topics because they're taboo or they're the stigma holding back what it means to be a real father. So that that's really where the suffering silence comes in for and that you'd no longer have to suffer in silence. Okay. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, definitely. And I can relate to that, you know, because you're right. You know, we we just, uh, you know, assume that we're fathers and we got it all handled. And and, mm-hmm. and I like on your website, there's a quote on your website that kind of says, you don't have to be Superman. You just have to be the man. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that was. Yeah, I think we said that in one of our first like four episodes. And it, it's just one of those things that just really stuck with me. And, and, you know, when I when I first saw that about, you know, suffering in silence and, and you know, thinking about stigma, what, what came to my mind was how when we become fathers, there's no there's no guidebook or no instruction book no. that tells you this is how you can become. This is how you become a father. This is what you do. And so I was relating that to that as well. You know, it's like, you know, there's there's got to be that support system. But but, you know what? What, how we learn to become fathers is through our experiences with with our father, if we had a father in our life or some father figure in our life. You know what I mean? Yeah, uh, absolutely. You know that. You know what about what about your father? How how would you describe the type of, type of father that he was? And you know, tell us a little bit about the relationship you had with your dad. Yeah, absolutely. So this one. This one, I, I really had to dig deep and get uncomfortable myself talking about getting uncomfortable to grow. But, you know, my dad, he was always there 100% of the time, every time. Um, it was always tough growing up because I was a child of divorce. I, you know, I, I preach that constantly on my show, but I was a child of divorce. So I was always back and forth between my mom's house, my dad's house. My dad was always there for us. He, I would say he definitely tried to build us up the best we could to make sure that me, my other siblings had a better childhood and were propelled to have a better life than what he had growing up, right? Because that that's the overall goal as a parent in my eyes is to give your child the best possible, give them a better childhood than what you had growing up to succeed, just to build them to become better. Um, So I, I'd say he definitely did that. He was strict on a lot of things. You know, he definitely wasn't the, you know, very lenient, you know, go out and party type of dad. But, you know, it, it's really that protectorant. And looking back on it, yeah, I hated it. And, you know, it was tough. And I, I felt like I didn't have a lot of freedoms growing up. But I started understanding more and more why he was doing what he was doing. Um, and what really hurt was when I became a teenager in my mid-teens, we became estranged for years. Um, and we, we, I mean, we couldn't even talk to each other for years until after I got into my 20s and I, I, after I joined the military and we really started rebuilding our re- relationship, it became very slow going. It was, you know, here and there. But I mean, we've we've now rebuilt to a point where we can, you know, we can have those heart to hearts again and we could be close. And, you know, I was actually at the date of this recording, I was just up his house and we were talking about, you know, life and family and all that stuff and really, really growing up and becoming better and becoming stronger parents because of it. Yeah, man, that's great. Well, you know what what you said earlier that you know you divorced from divorced family, but yet your father was still present there in your early years. That's great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, do you feel that the uh, the experiences you had with your father may have influenced the relationship you have with your son, and and how has that influenced? I do. Um, I definitely look at it because, like I said, you know, our job as parents is to give our kids a better life than what we had growing up, right? I don't believe in the giving my child the same life I had growing up, but I'm also open enough to self-reflect and look back on those memories of my, you know, my dad being strict or just trying to do what he can to protect us. So I definitely look at those experiences and I say, okay, 
I could take pieces of what he did here, put it towards here and kind of mold it into my own type of way and just become that better mentor, that better father, that better person, right? Because life changes, generations change. The way I was raised, man, 25 years ago now is a lot different than the way my son's raised now. Yeah. So, so I really, you know, you really have to look at it and say, okay, I could take what was taught to me, mold it to fit the generational need of today and really build somebody who I'm caring for to be the best damn person that I know they can be growing up. Yeah. You know, it's interesting, you you know, you, you and I agree with you 100% about we want better for our children. We want our children to have it better than we had it, right? And, right. and, and so that's what we do is we do things so that our children can have a better life, right? Whatever the case may be, but it's, it's funny. And, and that's how I grew up too. You know, my, my, my dad, my mom, you know, that's what, that's their whole, in, their whole purpose in life was to make sure that their kids, you know, did had better than they did, you know? Yeah. And, and I thought, Oh, that's normal. You know, that's normal. But with, with my wife's family, it was kind of opposite. You know, it was, hey, I didn't I didn't have I didn't need that stuff. So you don't need it either. You know, that that type of stuff. And it was interesting right. how that dynamic was so, so opposite, you know, between that and which was a challenge when we were raising our kids. You know what I mean? Um, but but we did. We, we raised them with with the standpoint of, you know, we want them to, to have the you know better than we did. And, you know, we're trying to do what we can. My, and, and you talk about how you understand how your father was now that you're older, right? Yeah. I had yeah. a conversation with my older son, who's now a father. And a couple of times we've talked and he says, you know, dad, now I understand why you did the things you did. You know, it's, it's, uh, yeah. it's, it's funny because you always hear that from your parents, right? You always hear from your dad. Oh, you're going to understand when you're older, what it's like. And you're like, yeah, okay, whatever. And then you just go off and then you're absolutely right. You have that realization down the line, like, damn, he was right. Yeah. <laughs> So, um, so it sounds like being in, you know, in a divorced family, you know, divorced parents from a divorced parents, sounds like that, that experience, you know, well, let me ask, let me just ask the question. How did that experience affect you then? And how does it affect uh, you with your relationship with your wife now? Yeah. So this one was a very interesting question only because I just, we just released an episode about this. We did like a divorced mini series uh, just probably about two weeks ago about, divorce and i i actually opened up here on my epi- on on my podcast about my relationship and my childhood growing up as a divorce and it really it really stuck with me because that was that was 10 years of my childhood you know i talked you know just a little bit of the cliff notes version of it for listeners i my divorce custody was going to a different parent's house every other day monday wednesdays fridays the weekends might be moms tuesdays thursdays might be dads and then if it was moms on the weekends, Sunday at 7 p.m., my dad would pick us up and then we'd reset to every other, you know, to every other day. So growing up like that was very, very difficult. And my parents weren't on the best of terms growing up. So I saw constant fighting. I saw the constant back and forths and always felt like I was in the middle, like me and my sister growing up, like I always felt like I was in the middle of that. And it was really rough to wrap my head around and just growing up. I always felt like, okay, this is kind of what parents do. This is kind of how it happens. And, you know, I said in the beginning of the episode, me and my wife, we're going to be together now almost 11 years, married over six. And she came from a different background of her parents. It was her parents met when they were in their early teens. They've been married now, you know, from the day of this recording, 40 years. Like they, oh. they've been, they, <laughs> they've been together forever. And, you know, she's one of six kids and, you know, they built this big house and they were always together. And yeah, every family has their fights and their dysfunction and all of that. But it's really how you overcome those experiences and what you do is going to dictate how your kids are going to grow. So when I started dating my wife, I saw something that I never saw growing up was a happy family. Was I'm not going to say I didn't have a happy family growing up because, you know, we did have our moments and we did have our childhood experiences. But I never saw a family in that sense where everybody was so tight, so close knit, like there was the bickering back and forth, but it wasn't as full blown as I was used to growing up. So that really, 
it really opened my eyes and said, well, maybe there's got to be something in here. My anxiety is telling me that this can't be right. <laughs> like yeah. something's wrong here. And the more and more I grew up and the more and more I started dating and, you know, we we started getting married and all of this stuff, I started noticing more and more like what I grew up in, it's my responsibility to take those experiences and make sure they never happen going forward. To take what I learned as a child, as young as five, six years old, to say this is what my childhood was growing up like. My son is never going to know what that's like. I never want him to see that side because I know exactly what it did for me. So being able to take something so negative in my life, something that was so prevalent growing up and being able to say, I could turn this into a massive positive. So my son will never have to see that type of legacy. That's great, man. Thanks for sharing that. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. You know, and it's, it's funny, you, the, the relate, the, the experiences between you and your wife is, kind of similar to the experience between me and my wife, only opposite. You know, my, my wife's, my wife's parents were divorced, you know, and, and different, you know, uh, dynamic. And so she looked at my parents as um, kind of like her guide to how to be a mom. Sure. You know, and she was like, she didn't, she was like, didn't realize that a family could be that close in and together. Right. Right. Uh, my my older brother uh, died. Well, I guess this was probably 20, shoot, 26, 27 years ago. And uh, we lived out in a rural area down in, down in South Texas. And um, when 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 my brother died, my my wife was amazed at the community support that came out. And, uh, you know, we lived out and, you know, we had some acres and stuff. And my parents had some acres and the the neighbor came over with his tractor and mowed this field so people can park and you know people just brought food and my, oh, at, wow yeah my my wife at that point she was just just in total awe at at that that she had never seen that kind of support from people that you know weren't close family they were just they were neighbors and friends and you know um so it's it, it's it's amazing you know when when you see those different differences and stuff yeah, it opens up a complete 180, like 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 I said, like a world you never saw before or a world you only ever saw in the movies or TV that this is the perfect life. And like I said, like every family, ha of course, has their dysfunction and they have their arguments. You know, it, it happens. We're all there. But it's really it, it's like you said, it's taking those experiences, those things that you never knew could be possible and just saying, well, if this is if this is possible, I could definitely do this. And just having that fortitude and that self-realization to say, this is possible. Yeah. Yeah. Well, hey, that, that's great. Hey, so, you know, before uh, before we end this, you know, we're, we're going to let you kind of say how people can listen to your podcast. But I, but I want to say at this point, you mentioned that you talked about this in one of your episodes. Which episode was it that you talked about this Divorced Parents so we did a two-part mini-series on divorce. Um, you could find them. They're divorce part one. You know, me and Ryan, we go through, like, the numbers of divorce and, you know, kind of some of the stigmas associated with divorce, especially as being a father and the challenges that a father themselves could face going through divorce. And then there's also divorce part two. I called it divorce part two. Davo's got a story for you. That's where yeah. my, my bad dad stick comes in. <laughs> But that's that's where I really start to scratch the surface on what the divorce did for me and really how it resonated with me becoming a father and really stepping out of my own. And and the whole purpose of that was to, you know, we hear it all the time. 50% of marriages end up in divorce. That stat is true. And I'd say more than 40% of the time, dads are always getting emotions in the way, which is understandable it's a very stressful situation to be in, but I feel a lot of us lose the idea that our kids are in the middle of this. So this, we, we really wanted to do this whole mini series and my sharing of the story of how it, it, how I dealt with divorce growing up and what it did to me was hoping to open some eyes to some fathers who may be going through that with their significant other, their spouse, their girlfriend, whoever that might be fighting these battles and just some ways to say, you know what? I got this. 
yeah, man, I think that's that's an important message because you're you're right. There's a there's there's a lot of people out there that probably have experienced the same experiences uh, with this and have come from divorced parents or they're going through that with their current spouses, you know? Right. Uh, yeah. So, so, Hey folks, if you, you guys head over to fearless fathers and, uh, you'll, 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 uh, you'll get a chance to, to listen to some of that mini series and, uh, that'd be great. So anyway, let, let me get back to, so, so your niche is, is for the, the younger, you know, the, the younger years as a child. So the fathers that have, you know, new fathers that have the, uh, you know, one, four years old. Right. And, and and my niche kind of goes across, you know, not only fathers, but grandfathers, because, you know, I feel like like grandfathers really have a a pivotal, um, a a pivotal relationship They're You know, they're, they're important to the, to the grandchildren's lives as well, you know, and, and plus that supports, uh, supports structure. So, Let me ask about the relationship of your son with, you know, each of their grandparents. Amazing. Absolutely amazing. I mean, he is a ball of joy. You know, we, we may go to like, like I said, for today, the day of the recording, we went to my dad's house for a few hours just to kind of see them and, you know, get, get around the baby. And, you know, when he goes to a new place, he, it takes him a while to open up and, you know, warm up to things. But once, I mean, man, once he's warm, he is, he is out the door running, <laughs> And I mean, he just has a great relationship with with both his grandparents on both sides. I mean, the smiles I see across everybody's faces and he finds a way to make you laugh and just to do crazy outlandish things. I mean, just a quick story, like he found that he could reach my dad's um, my dad's light switch in his kitchen. So he was just going back and forth, turning it on, turning it off, yelling, woo. Yeah. Clapping for himself, <laughs> falling down on his butt, sitting on, a, sitting on a uh, case of water and just doing that for like a half hour. And everybody's cracking up laughing <laughs> and he, and he's sitting there, he's blowing people kisses. He's saying hi, he's running around. I mean, he's, you know, y- you could see the joy on both, not only his face, but like my dad's face and, her parents face when that kid is around. So the relationship is definitely there. Oh, that's awesome. Man. I mean, that's, it is great to see them learning all these new things. Mm-hmm. I know it when, is. Yeah. When I look at my grandson, you know, I just, I just remember all of the times watching my son growing up, you know, cause he's like, he's like the spitting image of him, you know? And oh they, yeah. They have the same mannerisms. They had the same, and it's like watching my son grow up again. You know, it's, it's just awesome. My my dad actually said the same thing today. He was like, you know, he looks, he acts just like you. He's like, there's little Dave right there <laughs> running around the house. He goes, and that, you know, it's ironic you said that, but you're absolutely right. I, 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 you know, I'm not being a grandfather myself, but I could just see the similarities. Like when I'm looking at my dad and he's looking at my son and you could just see like, he's going back into those memories and just saying like, just remembering me growing up and the things that I did. I, I could definitely see that and resonate something with that. Yeah. Hey, well, I've got I've got another another question here. It's not the final question, but we're we're nearing the final question here. And uh, so, j- what advice would you give to a new or soon to be father? You are doing everything right. There is going to be times where you feel like you can't handle this whole parenting thing. You're gonna hear everybody tell you what you need to do what you should do, what is best for your child. At the end of the day, you know what's best for your child. You know the decisions that you're making are the right decisions. Have self-realization and self-awareness in your own life to be able to give your child the best life that they can have growing up. Like I said in the beginning, our job as parents is to give our child a better life than what we had growing up. We don't want to give them the same life. Cut that legacy off of the bad life that you feel like you may have had growing up. Cut that off there and begin to plant a new tree. Begin to plant a new life where your children are going to be able to grow and excel and have choices. Great. Yeah. That's that's great advice, man. That is definitely good advice. So, so here's the here's the final question that we're that you know going, and I kind of got this off of um, of another podcast. I but I kind of tweak it up a little bit. But I, I listened to the School of Greatness um, 
And he's always ends his podcast with this, what he calls the three truths. And, um, and I think it's, it's really great because it makes us think about some of the things that, that we, we, we do. And from a father standpoint, um, so the question is like this. Here's the three truths. You're at the end of your life and you're getting ready to, to you know, you know that you're, you're gone. You're going to be you're gone. And, and everything that you have learned, everything that you, you know, have, are willing or can teach your son uh, is going with you. None of that's staying, you know. So there's all of your knowledge and everything you want to teach your son is going except for three things that that you can leave your son as teaching points or teaching moments or or education or whatever what are the three things that you would leave for your son as a legacy or to teach him that he can learn from do things that serve you and what i mean by that is be willing to help people but not help people so much that you forget who you are in life. Help people as much as you can, but make sure that you live the best life you know you can live. Give yourself choices in life. Don't feel like you're stuck because your dad grew up this way or your dad came from this life and your family legacy is, well, we're dirt poor or we're middle class, so I could never achieve what other people can achieve. Give yourself choices. Last one would be, don't be afraid to fail. The best successes in life are the failures we have growing up, whether it's in sports, parenthood, whatever the case is. Fall forward on your face get up with a smile on your face motivate accelerate and dominate your life and you are going to achieve amazing things in this world fantastic man that 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 is awesome yeah especially that don't be afraid to fail you know uh because because you're right that that's the path to to success in anything you you do um so hey I, I want to say that I have really enjoyed you having being on this podcast, uh, and I'm, I'm man, I'm stoked that at uh, how you're doing your podcast, and uh, man, I, I know that we will to continue to collaborate. So, but but before before I go, man, I, I want to open it up to you and see if there's anything else you want to say or even mention how people can find your your podcast and listen to it. Yeah, absolutely. And before I even do that, I just want to say, man, thank you again for having me on the show. I know we met through a couple different groups and we've been talking back and forth. And I got to say what you're doing and just even in the dad and the podcasting community alone is so tight and just so clutch. It it brings me a lot of joy and it, it actually motivates me a lot when I see, you know, when I see podcasts like this out there going out and just putting in their reps and crushing it. You know, if I motivate other people, that's great. But, you know, just know that you're motivating me just as much as I'm probably motivating you too. Yeah, man. 100% of the way. Definitely. Yeah, both. But to any to any of your listeners that maybe want to check us out, see what we got going on, you could find Fearless Fathers. Uh, you could find us on all the major, you know, pod distribution sites, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, uh yeah, those are all the main ones that we have. And we just launched our website recently as well, too. You can find us online at our own website at fearlessfathers.net. From there, you could find out more about who the you know who me and Ryan are, my co-host, why we started this podcast. You could find all of our episodes there. You could find our merch in there if you want to show how fearless you are of a father. If you even want to be a guest on our show, you know, we've been talking to dads, both experienced, new all of that out there that are willing to share their story, willing to open up on how they became a fearless father and how they're just crushing it at this dad thing. If you want to do that, you could certainly hit us up. We're on both Facebook and Instagram at fearless fathers podcast. You could find us there. Drop us a message. We're even on Twitter. We just got that up at, uh, father's podcast. You could find it on there. I forgot that. Cause we just set that one up. <laughs> 
But seriously, it, if there's anything that we could do to resonate with you, we're just here to demolish that stigma that comes with fatherhood, whether you're a new father or even an experienced father, one who's been through you know, the fatherhood struggles in life. We've gotten many messages and talked to many fathers that are quote unquote experienced in this parenting game. Feel free to come join the fearless family, man. We'd love to have you. Fantastic, man. Thank you, Davo. Man, this is great. Um, again, I want to thank you again. Uh, you just keep keep on with that message, man. This is awesome. The more the more we have that message out there, the more help we can provide to to fathers and uh, and break that stigma. You know what I mean? Uh, Absolutely. Thank you again for having me on, guys, and just embrace that fear, guys. Embrace the fear. Thank you, Dave. You know for sharing uh, sharing your father experiences and sharing about fearless fathers, right? So folks, you know, Dave touched on and talked about some really good key points of being a present father and grandfather. You know, first he talked about how he changed his priorities when he became a father, right? He realized how important his role as a father is. He wanted to give his son a better life than what he had. I mean, it doesn't matter how good of a life we had or how bad of a life we had. You know, our goal is to give our children something better, right? Two is he realized the need to support each other, right? As fathers, we have to, we don't have to suffer in silence. We could use the one in 16 effect to help support each other. If, if you don't remember what the one in 16 effect, hey, go back to the episode and listen. Dave explains it well and you know, what the one in 16 effect is. And three, even though his parents were divorced when he was younger, his father was still active for him, right? And present. Just because the family was split, his father continued to be an active part of his son's life. Even though they grew apart when he was teen years, they've reconnected to build that father-son relationship. Four, his experience coming from a divorced parents made his relationship with his wife even stronger because what he wants for his son is he wants that his son to experience that stability. Yeah. And five, he shares how active the grandparents are in his son's life. And let me tell you folks, if the grandparents are available, the grandparents are still there, you know, having them an active part of your children's life is so, so important. You know, and, and I know from a grandparent standpoint, from a grandfather, I enjoy being part of my grandson's life. You know, he may be a thousand miles away, but we regularly have video chats. And, you know, those are the, the, the best parts of my day is when I get to watch him grow, and, you know, have communicate with me. And, uh, it's just, it's it's amazing. It's great. And plus, you know, my, my son reaches out to me for advice, you know, vice versa. So again, thank you, Dave, for sharing these great points. And folks, if you get a chance, get an opportunity, go out to fearlessfather.net, check out his website, and you can, you can link into his episodes there. Check out any of the episodes that he's got. He's got some great content out there. So again, Thank you for listening, and we hope you enjoyed this episode and enjoyed the discussions and the points and the advice. And, fo- and, and so until next time, this is Newfold Pettis signing off. Have a great day, folks. All right, guys, I'm just going to jump in here to end this all up for you guys. I hope you enjoyed that episode. I loved doing that episode. It was so much fun. I love talking dad stuff all the time. And that one's just absolutely amazing. I, I actually just get chills listening to it. I continue, continuously listen to it. I love it. I absolutely love it. So if you like that podcast, go check them out. Being a present father and grandfather, you could find them on Spotify. They're on Anchor. You can find the link to that in the description of this episode. Go out, support other podcasts. Go out and just learn, continue to grow, guys, right? That's what we do with dads. We continue to learn and grow every single day. Our kids do it. I preach it. We say it after every episode. Go out there. Continue to learn. Continue to grow. Continue to just be present. Present's the key word at the end of the, at the end of the day, right? Just being there 
and just saying, I'm here, whether it's five minutes, 10 minutes, 20 minutes, whatever the case is, just going out there, putting in those reps. Now that all the insanity is done and over with and finally get back to a regular schedule, everything should start moving here next week for you guys at a regular pace. Uh, we got a lot of great stuff lined up for you guys. More interviews coming down the pipeline here very shortly. Continue to ch- continue to check us out. Continue to support what we're doing. Tell your friends. Tell your other dads out there. Hell, tell any guys who may need this. We're getting a ton of support from you guys out there just saying, hey, this is a dad's podcast, but I'm learning more and more as a man each day. And that's great. That's absolutely amazing. Just share the word, right? We're going to break that stigma with our voices, with who we are. And we can't do that if we're sitting in the shadows. We have to get louder than ever before. Support us any way you can. You can find us on Patreon. You can find us on our website, fearlessfathers.net. Check out old episodes there. Check out our merch store. We're going to be updating that here in the next couple weeks, uh, adding some fresh new stuff, our new logo in there. Support us on Patreon for as little as a dollar a month. As we always say, it's going to go a long way in supporting what we do and building our brand and building who we are as a fearless family community. Uh, tell your friends about this. If you want to be a guest on the show, hit us up at you know interviews at fearlessfathers.net. Let us know you want to be a guest. We'll get you out there. We'll get your voice heard. If you want us to read your story on the podcast, let us know. Tell us your story. We'll read that out. You know, Letting other people know how you've gone through what you've gone through if you're not a talker or whatever the case is, you know, whatever we could do to help build this community, help strengthen our numbers and help become truly fearless at the end of the day. Your children learn and grow every single day, guys. Just because you're an adult does not mean you can't do the same. I just preached it. Self-education, self-learning, taking those steps one day at a time. That's all it takes. One step at a time, one day at a time. And together we're going to embrace the fear. Take care, guys. <laughs>